Oh that. my gosh, is it working? Yes. Hello, beautiful people. <laughs> Welcome back. I'm so excited to be here with y'all. Welcome to Sex at Murphy's. A okay. sex positive podcast where we have converse candid conversations about comprehensive sex education. Ooh, that is a that is a mouthful. It is, but it sounds so legitimate. <laughs> <laughs> Today we wanted to talk about a very passionate topic of ours mindful masturbation i think we talked about this in a previous episode Mm -hmm. um when i first came for the first time i was so freaked out by what my body was doing that i didn't want to do it again but it felt good so i wanted to do it again (laughs) and i was stuck in this horrible place and then once i realized um how i can make masturbation powerful Mm. for me and empowering Mm -hmm. then i was like i it was like i heard the good news the gospel (laughs) (laughs) they needed to share it across the land i love it well with that i love that introduction what do we hope to give our listeners with this episode i want everyone to know that your autonomy is your own Mm -hmm. and no one can take that decision to love and govern your body away from you the way you want to and the way you know how to Mm. um i think we both honestly deeply believe that knowing your body is the only way to be able to fully experience sex mm-hmm. uh, i say on like a multi-dimensional level all a full body experience yeah. and and that happens before you engage with sex with others and i think that the sex with yourself needs to be so hot and steamy and and satisfying that you are so fully aware and confident in your body and the ins and outs that you really don't need anybody else <laughs> <laughs> i love that yeah so i hope that's what our listeners will feel as well that confidence that power and it's not that masturbation is the first step to having partnered sex Mm-mm. where like you like learn you study your body so that you can have better sex it's that you know and love your body that when you introduce partnered sex mm-hmm. it's just a heightened experience because you know yourself all that well well let's just break it down mindful it, what it means on, in that sense is being present mm. just being present in the moment um, and of course, like you said, we all know masturbation. We know what it is to touch ourselves and what feels good and how to push that button and get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're excited to do something, I know I masturbate if I'm like really excited to go to an amusement park or I'm going to a party and there's going to be a lot of people. I'll masturbate before oh, because I'm like, wow. there's so much energy in me. I need to yeah, need just to release this. And energy. I don't, it's so interesting. I, but I love to masturbate. I literally masturbate when I'm happy, when I'm sad, when I'm high, when I'm sober, when I'm like, I can do it all, all the, the time, time every day. So <laughs> I, I love that you, you do it before to, to like release energy mm-hmm. because it is, it's something that's very like, energetic you Mm -hmm. know people think it's just touching your genitalia but there's so many more components that we're just not aware of but the goal of mindful masturbation is exploration it is not an orgasm Mm -hmm. um that's number one you are not there to come you are there to explore your body different sensations Mm -hmm. um get curious i say set the mood um and intentions intentions is so big and going into it let your mind and your body know going into it that it's going to be a slow explorative process because Mm -hmm. then you're freeing yourself to explore you know um so that's step one Mm -hmm. step two i would say is create a space and time Mm -hmm. and build a sensory experience um emily morris said in um because a lot of this information on mindful masturbation i got from um her master class 
uh, a, a little blog post that she wrote, a couple of websites that I've looked up on it, on my own personal research and books. Um, and she says, do what you would do if a lover was coming over, you know. Um, as far as creating the space and yeah, ambience. Draw a bath, have a glass of wine, mm. um, put on some music. Light some candles. Yeah, make your bed like pretty. Put a bunch. Oh, this is the one thing she said. Pillows. She she has pillows everywhere, all around her, in between her legs, behind her head. Pillows. That's something pillows. that she loves. She loves touching soft pillows and blankets and things. Um, and wow. lay on the bed. Lay on the bed. Don't do this in the shower or on your couch. Give yourself. Close a door. Be mm. private. Have your space. Turn the lights down. I mean, just oh create a space for you to feel sexy and admired mm. and loved. So that you feel, again, you have the space and the freedom and the time to explore your body. Mm-hmm. So that's two. And then our my three essentially is just lay back and begin to explore. Um, and a really big thing is remembering um, breathing patterns. Breathing patterns are so important with the release of sexual energy and arousal and mm-hmm. blood flow and safety and security. So remember that. Take nice um, deep breaths in and long exhales so that your body knows that you're safe and it knows that it's it's free mm-hmm. it'll actually open up your um if you your chakra uh mm-hmm. you know it'll open up that area and allow the energy to even flow in and out of it along with the blood and arousal will move throughout your body um wow. so yeah that's just if you were to take it three steps you know that's it you're not supposed you're not here to come mm-hmm. you're here to explore Mm-hmm. You are here to set a sensory experience for yourself, love on yourself, mm-hmm. give yourself space and time, close a door, lay down in your bed, put a mirror above your bed. If you want. I don't know, like <laughs> fucking right next to it, yeah. Right, I don't know, and then just lay back and explore. And and I don't know, Cindy, have you? You said you've been practicing mindful masturbation lately. Um, when you first mentioned it back in episode one, like a month or so ago. I actually was like, hmm, I've never done this. Let me let me try. I can't hop on my podcast and, and talk about something I've never done myself. Right. Um, or researched. Mm-hmm. But that's something I could, considering it's not partnered, I could do and I was you right. know, willing to do. And what I have found has been insane. <laughs> it's very, very insightful because, mm-hmm. yes, do steps one through three is great for how to do it. Yeah. But getting, just you, getting your toes in, dipping exactly. in. Exactly. The fourth and final step I feel is having that conversation with yourself after. Ooh, I love that. Right? Okay. Like check in. Check in during of like, ooh, that feels good, that feels nice. But then after you're like, wow, I did not know that if I, you know, rubbed my thumb behind my ear, mm. that would feel that good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, that's something I did this session. Let's explore it with my boyfriend next time. Yeah. You know, really um, summarizing to yourself and having that comprehensive um conversation yeah that check-in check-in is so important yeah and i didn't even you know that's not something even i think i do when i masturbate or when i have a so i haven't had a nice long beautiful mindful masturbation session in a while i live in a studio apartment with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. i mean there's not a lot of time for me to close the door and privacy but when i have Mm -hmm. and i have you know recently but um i've not checked in with myself Mm. verbally I have a hard time verbally checking in with myself a lot of the time and I think mm-hmm. that's really important for 
when even you're if it, in touch. Even if it isn't verbal, what mm-hmm. if you just write it, uh, keep a journal? Right, somehow getting it out of in the mind. Yes. Because when it's in the mind, it can be there and then float away. Exactly. But if you get it out on paper, mm-hmm. um, it just saying it, it even. It solidifies that experience. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. I love yeah. that. So, yeah, I'm guessing you've probably definitely been you keep yeah. it tabs. <laughs> well, I haven't been journaling, but like after... My thing is, like, I like to be clean after. Okay. You know, because it can get a little messy with me. <laughs> so, I, like, right after, I like to hop in the shower, kind of, like, decompress, you know, give myself that time to cool off. Mm-hmm. And that's when I kind of, like, talk to myself. I'm like, okay, why did you do that? Why mm-hmm. did you feel you need to explore that area? Mm-hmm. And then after you did that, what, what, what did you feel? Like, what, where, where, where did you go? Like, what were you thinking? Like, oh. you know, all of these questions, you know. I love that. That's so insightful. And I really hope, I hope a lot of people do that. I mm-hmm. hope that's, an, I, I agree, the fourth and final step is the check-in. But the thing is, like, it feels so, the magic is lost when we don't do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like a refreshing new experience every time. Because every mm-hmm. time you explore, you're not going to do the same thing. That's very true. You shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You should explore. You should <laughs> exactly. do something different. Another thing that I really want to point out is, Cindy, have you like taken a mirror or anything and looked at your vulva i have you have i have oh yay i didn't ask oh, you. I i've never asked you that before really no i thought you did no oh i did okay so funny story why <laughs> <laughs> oh it's always a fucking story with me <laughs> um Screaming. when i was um like 17 or 18 okay um it had been a while since I first had sex, and I took like three years off. Okay. And when I first got back <laughs> into it, um, my vulva is very, very delicate. So when I had sex again at like 18, you know, I responded by a yeast infection. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know because my sex ed education was terrible. Ugh. So I was like, I, he gave me chlamydia, like I'm gonna die, like I'm over here. So I'm looking at my vagina like every single day uh-huh. for like months. Like, I'm scared to tell my mom that I've had sex. And you, yeah, oh here I am, God. a full grown eight. Like I can vote, I can, I can take out a loan. You've been driving. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I went to the doctors, and they're like, you, you have nothing. Okay. And so that's how I started looking at my vagina, and I have it since. Now, that's so interesting. <laughs> So like anytime I see anything, like I I know what's up because I I look at her like almost all like once a month. Okay, that's that's really I'm very happy that you said that. A lot of people do not I look know, at their genitalia at all. Especially vulva owners. Especially vulva owners. We were having this discussion while we were putting this outline together, and just very quickly, I f- I feel vulva owners look at their genitalia less often. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like when a vulva owner actually looks at their vulva for the first time or they actually, they do check in, they, they really know it super well. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to penis owners, I feel as if they, you, yeah, you can hold your dick and know what it looks like. Yeah. But they, to explore what your testicles look like, Mm -hmm. the area around it, your gooch if you would call it that your taint (laughs) like if you would actually explore those areas as a penis owner i don't think they do that as often and if they do not that in depth Mm -hmm. and so it's just so interesting to me because it's so important to know what your genitalia looks like functions and how it's operating in this world um there's certain areas that react differently when you're aroused Um, testicles move Mm -hmm. clitoris is become engorged or, Mm -hmm. or large and 
Um, but if you are, if you've never taken a mirror or stood in front of the mirror or taken a picture of your genitalia and looked at it, do it today, yes, right yes. now, and tomorrow, mm-hmm. and the next day, and the day after that, <laughs> and the day after that, and I'll Every call you. until you and die. Literally until you're on your deathbed, and they're going to ask you, what do you want? And you say a mirror, because I need to look at my freaking genitalia one last time. Not before I go. Before I go, because <laughs> I swear to you, we need to know our bodies in yeah. and out. And could you pick your genitalia up out of a lineup? I actually could. I know I could. Mm-hmm. I to preface to all of our listeners, I know exactly what my genitalia looks like. Mm-hmm. I have seen my penis in every angle, up, down, around the corner in a picture mm-hmm. video. Like I know what my genitalia looks like. So yeah, I could I could definitely. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. <sighs> um so we're gonna go ahead and take a short break here. Um but before we go on our break, I just wanna make sure that thinking about mindful masturbation, mm-hmm. one little thing, one little snippet. If you feel like you're about to come, you've been going for maybe 20 minutes, and you feel like you're about to come, pull back. Mm. Remember that it is not about coming. It is about exploring. And I'm not saying go for hours, but go outside of your comfort zone. Go outside of your normal routine Mm -hmm. because the goal is exploration. Yeah, I hope you feel that in your hearts. We're going to go and have some tea. Mm, Piping hot tea. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. We'll be right back time to shout out our socials you guys can follow us keep in the loop and uh just build a community with you all our instagram and tiktok is the dot sam pd cst and our email if you want to answer you want to email us any questions or concerns is the sam pd cast at gmail.com look forward to connecting with all of you welcome back y'all to our second half on mindful masturbation um, what uh, I think we're gonna move from touching our genitalia because mm-hmm. that's like that's part of the exploration. So right. where can we go, you know, from there? Um, there's these other parts of our bodies, our secondary erogenous zones that I just learned about through some research, blah blah blah, and now realizing it, going th- touching myself and going through the mindful masturbation process, I've realized I've touched a lot of these other areas and they stimulate arousal. And, and different sensations. Um, so these places you can explore, you and your partner, you mm-hmm. alone, um, this is something for life. Uh, your ears, your neck, the inner elbow or inner thigh, um, the back of your calves, your face, certain parts of your face, um, the lower back, mm-hmm. a lot of people, the small of your back, they call it, um, the top of your feet, the bottom of your feet, mm-hmm. um, all of these, the middle of your chest, right, where the, your cleavage meet. Um, Those places are, they're not specifically the genitalia, but they stimulate and and arouse Mm -hmm. and get blood flowing in different places. And so these places can be really, I mean, I know me personally, the back, like my lower back and my neck are really, really sensitive and I really like them being played with. I'm also a feet guy. I definitely enjoy like foot play and stuff like that because Mm -hmm. it's such a different sensation. And then it feels connected somehow you know mm-hmm. um interesting you should say that about feet because it is actually the world's most common fetish I, it's because there's different areas in our brains okay and you know right how, obviously there's different areas that kind of light up when you're stimulated in different ways mm-hmm. so the parts of your brain that are um, connected to sensory input from the feet mm-hmm. 
and the part of your brain that kind of controls and takes sensory input from genitalia those two areas are very 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 like next to each other they're like neighbors neighbors in your brain in your brain Hmm. whenever you have um any experience as a human your brain creates neuropathways Uh and because these areas are so closely connected it is very common that these pathways cross, get connected. They kind of, they're not parallel. They're mm. crossed lines. It can happen very fre- frequently, and it does. Yeah. And that's where a lot of foot fetishes come into play. That's so interesting. It's not even from just the look of feet or anything. It's the, like. It's the way your brain works. Yeah. It's the way your brain works. <laughs> I love that. Um, so, yeah, those are, those are different areas, of course, that you can touch um, mm-hmm. while you're in the process of exploring <clears throat> your body. Because remember, we're here for exploration, not just to ejaculate. Yeah. Um, and it's not, a different for everyone, yeah. obviously. Not just to, like, to feel good. Obviously, it does feel good. But if you're trying to learn different things about your body and mm-hmm. how different things feel good and, mm-hmm. you know. How it can feel better. Exactly. The ears thing is really interesting. I'm going to – I like touching people's ears, but I don't personally like my ears to be touched. And I wonder if – I wonder who I've been with that has enjoyed that, you know, or – it's interesting how much, like, how okay, with everything, there's giving and receiving, mm-hmm. right? So we could really be into receiving something but not giving it and mm-hmm. vice versa. Like, for me, I, I don't really like being touched too much, mm-hmm. but, like, I'll touch you all day. Interesting. D- depend, you know, depending. I get that. I feel that completely. I feel that way with, like, I know, like, I prefer to give head rather than get it it's mm-hmm. just more interesting and fun for me that way so i mean mm-hmm. i could definitely see that carrying over in many ways in the bedroom so yeah in the ears thing too i like to touch people's ears but maybe not mine to be touched yeah. um but i mean that's like i said it's different for everyone and and that's the beauty of it so you have to figure out how you navigate through it i yeah. mean if you have a vulva you're going to touch yourself differently than if you have a penis yeah. it's just the way the bodily functions work and the way you're going to be aroused is different how do we switch it up right if yeah. we say we are at that 20 minute mark maybe 30 minute i don't know your routine so maybe you're at that 20 minute mark and you're feeling like you're going to ejaculate right yeah and you're like what do i do how do i change it up um let's break it down vulva owners mm-hmm. um touch and explore different sensations and pressures um, the vulva is a very fine-tuned instrument and a, a micro movement on any part of the labia, the clitoris, any of the area of the vulva will create a different reaction, a different orgasm. And you need to explore that. So what Emily says, Emily Morris says, is to slow everything down and don't think. But yeah, don't think. Don't expect an orgasm. Just explore a different even pressure pressure to me is so interesting because that's it's so important with the vulva pressure and speed yeah Yeah. absolutely because i know we're very much we're very myself included misled by porn Mm -hmm. where these women are like going ham Mm -hmm. on their vagina because your vagina your clit is so sensitive Mm -hmm. like just taking the tip of your finger like that's enough Mm -hmm. and you kind of change up the speed and like the pressure like you were mentioning like you were talking about the other day you can just slightly move your toy 
down yeah, from like a one end to the other like, and yeah. a whole different sensation. And it'll be a completely different sensation. And that that's what you do when you feel mm-hmm. if you're feeling like, oh, I'm I'm about to come, slow down. Mm-hmm. Start touching a different part of your body. Get away from your genitalia. Go mm-hmm. to one of those secondary erogenous zones yeah. and just keep yourself aroused and in the moment and mm-hmm. present and feeling things. And then go back at it. I mean, it that, that's what I mean with that. And then with our penis owners, it's it's different because we have different um, struggles. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly what I suggest in others I've seen with uh, mindful masturbation with penis owners is switching up grips, mm-hmm. um, switching up hands, uh, playing with different directions of the stroke, using toys. Mm-hmm. I mean, just not your normal no lube, wank, and then off yeah. to the next thing. Really actually figuring out what it feels like to be aroused and then move from arousal back down to a one. I mean, think about it on a scale, right? Mm-hmm. Take yourself, if five is orgasm and one is nowhere, take yourself from a one to a four, back to a one, then to a three, to a two, to a five. I mean, yeah. play with all the levels for as long as you want, as long as you'd like, as long as you've set aside for yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. just go for it. You, you will be pleasantly surprised with yeah. the outcome. Um, and it also helps... So mindful masturbation actually really helps penis owners with death grip syndrome. That's something I've been seeing a lot and hearing a lot about lately. Yeah. Um, Why do you say that about death grip? Because um, this one guy I was seeing, um, he that's the only way he would orgasm. Like at first I thought that was like, oh, it was a one-time thing. Like, you know, it's the first time we've had sex. Like maybe... He would masturbate, but very aggressively, you mean? Or like no, because because he's masturbated so much with like that death grip, it's hard to like orgasm in a vagina. Oh, absolutely, because the sensitivity is different. Absolutely, like, my different. vagina will never compare. It, like, Nothing will ever be that tight to to your fist. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I like, never. Yeah, and so when we were like when he was about to reach climax, like he would like get off of me and like death grip. Mm. masturbate next to me and at first i thought that was like maybe like the first time it was maybe like um performance anxiety like maybe he you know he was nervous or maybe whatever. it felt too good and he was exactly. you know like i'll never come if i don't do this exactly but, but we've, we've had sex um a couple times now and i like it's the only way he can mm-hmm. only way he can ma- like uh, orgasm so i feel like this mindful masturbation would be very helpful because it would open up him not there's not nothing wrong with it right but if absolutely. you want to orgasm a different way this would be the way to you know exploring well, something different getting I mean, away from that death there grip is syndrome. something a little wrong with death grip syndrome because it actually does hurt the penis um wait what <laughs> it uh, it's not good for the the um the muscles and for the pathways yeah it is something i want to say if you notice that you have death grip syndrome <laughs> you need to change that it is not good for your penis it is I mean, unless you're into, like, CBT, um, which that's actually totally cool, and I tell you to grip that penis harder. But if we are just trying to have healthy um, sex with ourselves and our partners, we do want to kind of maybe move away from death grip syndrome because our penises are a very sensitive organ. It's a clit, but on the outside. I mean, think about it. yeah. It is. So you don't want to you don't want to abuse it like we don't want to abuse a clitoris and a vulva. We don't want to pound on it mm-hmm. unless, again, you're you. That's what you want to do. But we do want to make sure that, you know, 
that's that's what you want to do and not something that you have to because it's the way you've conditioned, conditioned your body. yourself yeah so um yeah but mindful masturbation yeah it'll it'll show you it'll open your eyes into the way you like to be touched the way you're conditioned to be touched mm-hmm. and new ways for you to be touched um yeah. and um i also I'm mentioning it again breathing patterns during mindful masturbation it can mm-hmm. do so much it'll of course free you up and open you in your chakras and the blood flow but proper breathing techniques like i said it it teaches our bodies to know that we're safe and that we are ready for sexual pleasure and a lot of victims of sexual abuse harness that anxiety that mm-hmm. trauma in the breathing when it comes to sexual arousal in in those moments because it's a reactionary thing or yeah. you don't feel safe and comfortable even if you tell yourself all day oh i, I want to have sex with this person yeah. they make me feel safe and comfortable your body holds in things it reacts so if you can learn how to breathe and let your body know that you're safe and that this sexual arousal is something that you want and it's something that you're you're ready for it will and this is just in mindful masturbation it'll help you when it comes to partnered sex with controlling that breathing and letting your body know even though you're telling it something your breathing also matches what you're telling it yeah and so really be aware of your breathing patterns notice if when you touch yourself if your stomach tightens up or you take a quick breath in or like if you hold your breath or if you hold your breath because that's that's stopping something there's a flow of something that's stopping and you need to you need to be aware of that and why is it doing that yeah and I know I'm I know I need to breathe in through my nose and out through my mouth when mm-hmm. I really want to feel sexual pleasure and, and when I'm really ready to climax mm-hmm. because that is it, it gives oxygen to your brain which then gives your vocal cords more oomph behind it so then you can really explore yes. even the range of your voice I mean it it can be so opening to so just beneficial. breathe yeah to breathe properly it's interesting that you say that about um, breath control because we don't understand how our bodies are actually our subconscious mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like we are, we talk with our conscious mind all day and it's like in the driver's seat. Well, it's in the passenger seat. Right. The conscious mind thinks it's in the driver's seat. It's not. Um, and sometimes you do things like your body reacts a certain way and you you think afterwards you're, consciously. You're like, why did I do that? Like, why did I react that way? Because your body's in autopilot. Yeah. And when you... As a survivor of sexual assault, have sex and you haven't dealt with that trauma in a proper way and you engage in sex with someone you truly love and you know cares for you, like your partner, your husband, you know, your wife or whatever, and you haven't resolved that, like your body, your body remembers, Mm -hmm. your body hasn't done that work. So when you kind of set time aside to like work on that breath control and kind of teach your body, um, you know, like this is safe this mm-hmm. experience mm-hmm. i'm gonna have with myself and with this person is not the same experience like i'm this isn't yes. something that's being done to me anymore like i'm mm-hmm. taking control like i'm choosing to do this and let's work it let's work together let's get on the same page with this and mm-hmm. that's something you can achieve through this breath work yeah and it's it's i think to myself with n- sex is not therapy no by it can means. be therapeutic right can. mindful masturbation can be therapy for your body because it can give your body i mean yeah think of it as a physical therapy it can give your body the outlet that it needs but without going in unsafe places and it actually touches on a quote i heard i don't know where it's from if i find it i'll let everyone know um 
true healing happens alone. Yeah, absolutely. True healing happens alone. Absolutely. So if, if and you, so this your is, body is holding some tension, you will never be able to release it in the presence of someone else. Yeah. And and yeah, you can talk about it in therapy and all those. Mm-hmm. And we absolutely highly suggest it. But the, let this, let mindful masturbation actually be a therapeutic outlet for your physical body. Yeah. For the actual vessel that you're walking around in. Mm-hmm. I, I always like to say touch yourself like it was the first time every time or as much as you can because yeah. I mean once you realize that you're enough on your own other people will feel that energy and that confidence sexually yeah. that, that it's radiating off of you and you'll become more desirable because you won't need anyone else <laughs> yeah like you're enough on your own you really are I I said this so much first thing I said when we were going to do this episode and I think Cindy absolutely agrees with me yeah. is I said I hope that you think to yourself when someone wants to have sex with you that you can fuck yourself better than literally anyone else could so they should feel special to get the opportunity to try and best you that just, part. just to throw a fucking hand into the ring period I mean, that, I mean that's the high note that's it that's how we feel what about do, ourselves what do you do after this <laughs> <laughs> I mean literally that's how I know that's how we feel about ourselves like yes you're special if I'm letting you even try to do what I know I can do better than me. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of the way guys um, talk about hand jobs. Oh, my God. Right. When guys are like, I don't like hand jobs. Like, I want a blowjob because I, I do hand jobs all the time. Like, how are you going to come in and give me a hand job? Like, I'm, I already have given myself hand jobs so well. Like, you're not going to compare to me. Right. So, so how can you that make. That same arrogance, apply it to all of masturbation. Yes. Literally. <laughs> like, you're saying, how can. How can. I can make myself squirt yes. like a madman, like a fucking fire hydrant. So yeah. what are you? What, so what What are your credentials? What are you? Exactly. What are your, what's your background in? Because exactly. I'm what are good. your credentials? I'm good over here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, we know we know what, what we're in for when exactly. we go into it. <laughs> yeah. My boyfriend knows. <laughs> when, I mean, I, I set mindful masturbation side this time aside. It's yeah. not what I want it to be. But trust me. Yeah. We're aware. <laughs> that wraps it up. Yeah, it's I think such a fun episode. It is. This is my favorite. Um, so far, yeah. I knew it was going to be, at least me personally, this is something I've been really excited about. And in the next yeah. episode, actually, I'm really, really, really yes. pumped about. Cindy is going to talk about, I'm going to debunk virginity. I'm going to take it off its fucking pedestal and burn Literally, it. Literally, we're going to burn that shit to the ground. <laughs> Cindy's been going to the library, ho, to get I've research. Been working. We are ready for this. I'm excited. I'm ready to dismantle the patriarchy. (laughs) (laughs) I was born to do this. (laughs) Well, lovely people, we thank Uh, you. Um, And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your Thank you, everyone who listens and is tuning in and is following us on this journey because we're so happy to be on it with all of you. For real, for real. Um, Touch yourself. Love yourself. (laughs) (laughs) With that, bye.